Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a clot of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. Joshua Biddle was one of the first photographers to go into the West. His heavy camera and facilities to process his photographs were carried in a great closed wagon that also served as living quarters for the wiry little man and his daughter. Joshua's team was big and strong, but hardly strong enough to drag the wagon out of a mud hole. Come on, Bess! Pitch in there, Jenny! It's no use, Paul. The team can't seem to move us more than a couple of inches. As soon as they stop hauling, we fell right back into the mud and deeper than ever. Oh, a fine how-to-do. Stuck in the mud in the middle of nowhere. I'm telling you, Flo, for two cents, I'd clear out of the West and go back to making photographs in St. Louis. Well, Paul, we're not going to get out of the mud by sitting here in prison. Let's unload the heaviest things. Yeah. I'll go around and open up the back. Oh, cuss it all fired luck. One mud hole in this dead ratted plane, and I have to run the rear wheels from into it. Paul! Oh, don't hurry me, girl. I'll get down from here in just a minute. Some horsemen are coming this way. Maybe they'll help us. Horsemen, you say? Yes, come and see for yourself. Oh, 
believe it, that's all. I just can't believe my luck has changed for the good. Well, look back there. Uh, They're coming over our trail. Trail? They'll help us. They'll pull us out for sure. I... Hey, Flo. One of those critters is a redskin. I knew I couldn't have no good luck. I'm not looking at the redskin, Pa. I'm looking at the man who's wearing a mask. Mask? Oh, my, my. Worse and worse. Flo, this is the end just as sure as you're born. We're going to get robbed by the masked man scalped by the... Bird is just a boy. A boy? Huh. Never yet saw a boy that wasn't starving. Chances are he'll be hungry, eat up all the victuals we've oh, got. Do stop borrowing trouble. Let's wait and see. It was the Lone Ranger and his companions, Dan Reed and the Indian named Tonto, who came up behind the big red wagon and brought their horses to a stop. Okay, okay. Now, wait a minute. Before you do anything, let me tell you I'm an unarmed man and I got nothing worth stealing. Get your rope, Toto. Take that side, I'll take this. Ah, no, 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 please, please, mister. You needn't rope us, me and my daughter. I'm just... not going to rope you. You're going to pull your wagon out. You're stuck in the mud, aren't you? Stuck? Mud? Uh, you mean that you're going to help us? Of course. Get up on the seat. Tonto, fasten the ropes to the tongue. And I give you the word, we'll all pull together. Ah, my sakes alive. All you're going to do as the masked man says, or shall I handle the reins? I'm going, I'm going, yes, sirree. With their lariats running from the wagon tongue to the pommels of their saddles, ready, the Lone Ranger and Toto added the strength of Scout and Silver to the pulling power of the photographer's team. The heavy wagon creaked, and there was a sucking sound as the rear wheels came out of the sticky mud. Then the wagon moved ahead to solid ground. That did it, Paul. Now we're free. Joshua leaped down from the high seat as the masked man and his friends dismounted. Easy, big fellow. Mister, I sure am mighty obliged to you. I thought my daughter and I were goners when you rode up. Well, because of this mask, I'm often mistaken for an outlaw. Well, sir, I've seen men that ought to cover their faces with masks. According to the lettering on your wagon, your name is Joshua Biddle. That's right, sir, and this is my daughter, Flo. Hello. Hello, Miss Flo, and Mrs. Danry. How do you do, Dan? This is Tonto. How do you do? Hello, Tonto. You haven't told us your name. You're one of the first photographers to come into the West. Miss, sir, photography is the latest and most perfect form of art. Now, you take that hillside off yonder. It would take an artist days to portray that on canvas, while I, with my camera, propose to make a perfect reproduction in less than 30 minutes' time. Golly, I've heard about making photographs, but I've never seen it done. Follow me, lad. Follow me to the hill, and I'll show you how a picture's made. We'll have to hurry. The sun will be too low in another hour. Well, that hill is farther away than you think. You'll find it will take at least three hours to get there. Three hours? My, my. <laughs> We've been in the West two months and Paul still can't judge distances. Then we can't make my picture until tomorrow. As long as you can't make your picture until tomorrow, Paul, why don't you unload the camera and show it to our friends? I'll do it, Flo. I'll do it. That is, if you have the time. Oh, golly, yes. We have a lot of time, haven't we? Oh, yes, then. I'll do more than show you my camera, young man. I'll make a photograph of you. Yes, you and both of your friends. No, no, me not. Uh, we'd prefer to have you make a picture of Dan alone. Whatever you say, my friend, whatever you say. Come, Flo, give me a hand and we'll set up the box. Neither the Lone Ranger nor Joshua Biddle suspected that the distant hillside was an important part of the lawless plans of the Walker brothers, Matt and Henry. The two sat in one corner of a cafe in the town of Greenville, which nestled in a valley east of the San Pablo Hills. I don't know what you're grumbling about, Henry. It's the easiest trick we've ever turned. Matt, there's a catch in it. 
Grosso wouldn't pay us $50 each to move a row of stakes and rocks. Why, that's $100 it's costing him for one day's work. <laughs> I'm not complaining about it. I like to see the Joker in this deck. What's Grosso up to, anyhow? There he is, right over there. Why don't you ask him? I'm going to. Hey, Grosso! You boys calling me? Yeah. Sit down, Grosso. Sure. Now, me and Matt want to see the cards face up. What cards? You're paying us $50 each to move the boundary markers on the west slope of San Pablo Hill. Let me correct you, Henry. I'm paying you $50 each to move the boundary markers secretly. No one is to know what you're doing. All right, all right, we're to do it secretly. But what? Matt, I could hire men to do that job much cheaper. Yeah, sure, that's why we're curious. I'm actually paying $10 for the labor involved in moving the boundary markers. $90 is to do what you're told and not ask questions. Now... That boundary runs straight down from the top of the hill, separating my property from the Gibson holdings. You want us to move the stakes and the rocks a hundred feet south? That's right. No one ever goes to that side of the hill. No one will notice that the markers have been moved. Oh, what about Gibson? Who is Gibson? Gosh, Grosso, I, I don't know. No one around here has ever seen him. That land was homesteaded and proved up by someone named Gibson a long time ago. The deed is still in Gibson's name. But none of the family lives around here now, so there's no one to care where the boundary line runs. Now, you get over to that western slope tomorrow and move the boundary line. That's all you've got to do. And be sure no one sees you. All right. right. It was the following morning when the Walker brothers rode out of Greenville and made their way up the steep side of San Pablo Hill. Boundary markers made an irregular line running north and south along the crest of the ridge to mark the eastern side of the property owned by Grosso and the people named Gibson. Here we are, Henry. Ho, ho, ho. This is the dividing line. Gibson and Grosso between them own that whole western side of the hill? Yep. They own from the top of the ridge here, west, as far as you can see. That line of markers going downhill divides the two, huh? That's right. Grasso owns the north section, Gibson the south. Those stakes and rocks going downhill are where we got to move. Hmm. It won't take more than half an eye for anyone to see that the boundary's been moved to give Grasso an extra hundred feet. Well, maybe that'll be the case for a few weeks, but after a few rains, no one will know the difference. For the life of me, Matt, I can't see why Grosso wants those extra hundred feet. <laughs> well, Henry, I happen to know why. Hmm? And knowing it means that we're going to collect a whale of a lot more than a hundred dollars. Yeah? What do you know? You heard anything about the new railroad? Nope. Well, Greenville's to be right on the tracks that are coming through here. You don't say. And what's more, there's going to be a tunnel through this here hill. A tunnel, huh? Yeah. Before the railroad men can build a tunnel, they got to own the property, which means they got to buy it from the present owners. Oh, yeah, I begin to savvy. Now, Grosso's got word as to where that tunnel's going to be. Matt, you remember what Grosso told us about not being seen? Yeah, yeah. Look down below, just beyond the foot of the hill. Where? See around that big boulder? There's a big red wagon. Looks like it belongs to a rainmaker or something. Yeah. And a couple of people standing by it. Come on, 
and we make them shove on. Get up, get up, get up. Joshua Biddle had his big camera set up and loaded with a wet plate to photograph the hillside. He and his daughter were waiting patiently for the long exposure to be completed when they saw two horsemen coming down the hill. Will they spoil your picture, Pa? No, no, Flo. They won't hurt it a bit as long as they keep moving. They'd have to stand still in one place for more than a minute to register on the plane. Well, I hope this picture turns out as good as the one you made of Dan Reed. Hey, shut up! What's that man saying? Get that rig out of the way! Those men want us to move! What's the time, Flo? Close the camera when the exposure's completed. I'll talk to those men. Right. Did you hear what I said? Now, hold on, mister. What are you doing there, anyway? Why, I'm simply making a photograph of the hillside. Photograph? What does photograph mean? Is that uh, like a survey? Well, uh, Look, are you working for the railroad? No, I have no connection with any railroad. Then clear out. Go on now, skedaddle. What's that box you've got set up there? That's my camera. It makes a photograph. Now, if you'll just let me explain... I've seen surveyors work. They always set up a machine on some sort of a contraption like that. You're on private property, mister, and you're moving out right now. Now, get... Now, now, gentlemen, gentlemen, please, you needn't draw guns. It's all right, Pa. We're finished. Huh? Oh, <clears throat> well, I'll do as you say, gentlemen. You better. Now, put the guns away. Just give me a moment to get my camera packed. No need to pack it. We'll put it on that rig of yours, and you can clear out. I'll just get up on the seat, pick up the reins. Here, you, I'll take that. Be careful, you'll break it. Yes, if I do, it'll teach you not to come snooping around on private property. Throw it on the wagon, Matt. Right. Oh, please, please, don't smash my camera. Get up on that seat. Now, there's your camera all loaded. Now, get going. Come on, Pa. You heard what she said. Yes, yes, I'm going. Get aboard, I'm going. Pa. I've got the rain. On your way. Get up, get up there. <laughs> That'll take care of him. Making a photograph, he said. Hmm. It's a mighty fancy word for a surveyor engineer. Well, yeah, come on, Henry. Now that he's gone, let's get that boundary moved. Then get back to town and collect from Grosso. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. To continue our story, the Lone Ranger, Dan, and Tonto had made a camp not far from the town of Greenville. They intended to stay there for a few days while the horses rested and put on a little weight. It was on the day after Joshua and his daughter had been chased from the hillside 
when Dan Reed went into the general store to buy supplies from Maggie Titus. My sakes alive, boy, that's the right size of a list of vittles. It'll take me a little while to get them all together. Oh, that's all right. Oh, hello there, Mr. Grasso. How do you do, Maggie? How do you do? Any mail for me today? Well, I'll look in just a minute, Mr. Grasso. I'll leave these saddlebags here, ma'am, and you can fill them up. Oh, all right, son. You take a walk around town and come back in 15, say, 20 minutes. I'll have your business for oh, you. Oh, one thing. Yes? Have you heard anything about a man named Biddle? Biddle? Joshua Biddle. He's a photographer. Photographer? Now, what in tarnation is a photographer? Well, he makes pictures with a camera. Here, here's a picture he made of me. My sakes alive. Why, look at this, Mr. Grosso. It's a dead image of the boy. What did you call that? It's a photograph. A photograph, huh? Yes, sir. Mr. Biddle said he'd be in town after he finished making some pictures on the hills. I see. Tell me, boy, how does he go about making one of these, uh, these pictures? Well, he sets up his camera. What does that look like? Well, it's a black box about, oh, about this big. He points it at a man or a hill or whatever he wants to photograph. And then he has a reproduction on a paper like this. Is that it? Yes, sir. Very interesting. Uh, Mr. Grasso, if you can wait a minute, I'll see if there's the mail. I'll be back later, Maggie. Long, purposeful strides carried Grasso to the cafe two doors away from Maggie Titus's general store. He wore a heavy scowl as he pushed through the batwing doors. Matt and Henry Walker looked up from their two-handed poker game as Grasso came directly to their corner table and sat down. Long, Mr. Grasso? Plenty. And you two have got to do something about it. Now, hold on, boss. I told you I wanted to have a long talk about the deal you're putting over. This is neither the time nor place to discuss it, Matt. As a matter of fact, if you don't take immediate action, there'll be no deal for anyone. I just found out what a photographer does. We figured he was like a survey man. Well, you're wrong. He makes pictures, an exact likeness of the object he photographs. Yeah? You said that man had a black box set up pointing at the hillside. Yeah, that's right, boss. That was before you moved the boundary. Sure, you told us to be sure that nobody saw us, so we chased him. You chased him. You let him take his camera away with him. Well, how he did... took with him a photograph of the hill showing the original boundary line. That photograph is proof that the boundary was moved. Oh, you two get out of here now and find that photographer. Find him and get him out of our way for keeps. But how will we find him, Mr. Grasso? We got no idea where to look for him. There's a boy in the Titus store right now. Get hold of him. He's a friend of the photographer. Now get out of here and get busy. Right. Oh. all your vittles, son, and there's the saddlebags. Jammed right up full. Thanks, Mrs. Titus. Now, the cornmeal is in the right-hand bag. Careful you don't bump it too hard or you'll bust the sack. Yeah, I'll be careful. Come again. Thanks. There, you. What? Are you speaking to me? You know a man named Biddle? Joshua Biddle? Oh, yes. He's a photographer. Well, I've got to see him right away. Well, I think he'll be in town in a few days. Where is he right now? I don't know. He, he said he was going to make some pictures of the hills, and then he was going up to the top of Fenton Hill to take some pictures of the canyon in the valley. Fenton Hill, huh? Yes, sir. Did Mr. Grasso tell you What's that I... Grasso got to do with it? Well, he was in the store when I was talking about the photographer. Matt, maybe we better take this kid along. Yeah, it won't help him to have him talking about Grasso after... Well, after things happened to that photographer. What do you mean? Come on, kid. Let go of me. Oh, you squirming now. You get aboard that horse and travel with us. Oh, oh. Do as we say. Well, uh, 
All Come right, on. but these saddlebags... Put them on your horse and be quick about it. Got a long way to ride if we want to reach Fenton Hill before dark. It was an hour later when Tonto, who had gone into town to meet Dan Reed, returned to the camp at breakneck speed. A lone ranger leaped to his feet to meet the Indian. Oscar, oh, fella. Oh, what is it, Tonto? What's the matter? There's plenty of trouble, Kimosabe. You saddle Silver, we talk. All right, here, Silver. <laughs> Where's Dan? Oh, me not see him in town. Me go to General Store. Woman there say Dan right way with two men. Two men? Ah. Steady there, Silver, steady boy. And me look near hitch rail. See where Dan stand beside Victor. Him scratch ground with boot. Make danger sign. Can you follow the trail from there? I'll me see corn meal spilled on ground. Maybe Dan marked trail. Let's hope so. Come on, Tonto. We'll get back to that hitch rail and start from there. Steady, big fella. Easy, Scout. Easy. I'm up, Scout. With Matt riding on his left and Henry, who held Victor's reins, riding on his right, Dan Reed was forced to accompany the Walker brothers on their trip to the top of Fenton Hill. It was a long uphill climb that continued for over an hour. Then, when the horsemen reached the summit, they saw the camp of Joshua Biddle. The photographer and his daughter sat next to the wagon, while the horses grazed nearby on the grassy slope. Oh, oh, oh. Where's Dan Reed? Dad, these men, they chased us the other day. So they did. Dan, are these friends of yours? No, sir. Steady, boy. Biddle, you made a picture of that hill where we saw you. Well, what about it? We want that picture. Matt, there's some pictures pinned up on the side of the wagon. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just finished those. They're still wet. Yeah, here's the one we want. Leave that alone. Keep an eye on him, Henry. Put that uh, gun down. What's the idea yeah, of coming? The boss knew what he was talking about, all right. This here picture shows that boundary line as plain as day before we moved it. Well, I'll fix this. Don't tear that up. Dan, Dan, what are these men up to? Oh, golly, Mr. Biddle, I heard them talking about it. That picture of yours will prove that a boundary line was moved in connection with a land swindle. Yeah, that takes care of the picture. Now, Henry, we got to take care of these three. What do you mean? Sorry, miss, but we're going to give you your last ride in the wagon. A last ride? I'll keep them covered, Henry, while you get them tied hand and foot. Sure. Lone Ranger and Tonto had picked up Dan Reed's trail and found it easy to follow. They made good time riding northeast from town until they reached a canyon. Oh, 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 oh. Cornmeal here in the bridge, Kimasabi. Yes, and that answers our question. Come on, Silver. Get him up, Scout. Beyond the bridge, the masked man and his Indian companion once more found hoof prints in a straight line up the long slope of Fenton Hill. Meanwhile, near the hilltop, Dan Reed, Joshua Biddle, and the photographer's daughter were inside the heavy wagon tied both hand and foot. This is wanton murder, cold-blooded murder, that's what it is. Sorry, Biddle, but this is the way it's got to be. <laughs> we're playing this game for big stakes and we can't take any chances. You'll never get away with we'll this. We'll see about that. When we pull the rocks out from beneath the wheels, this wagon will start rolling backwards down the hill till it hits the canyon. I've got the tongue set and tied, Matt, so the wagon will roll in a straight line. All right, then, Henry. Come on, we'll take the rocks away from under the wheels and start these people on their last ride. Oh, I wish we could take care of things without having to kill these. Well, we can, so let's get on with the job. Take the stone away from that wheel. Right. I'll get this one. There she goes. Now watch her gain speed. For the 
time it hits the bottom of that canyon, we'll be traveling like wildfire. The massive lumbering wagon started slowly on the uneven ground. Because of the fact that the tongue had been lashed in line, the photographer's wagon rolled straight toward the canyon and toward the Lone Ranger and Tonto, who were coming up the hill. Oh, 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 oh. Wagon come down backwards. Must have broken away from the horses, Tonto. Back a wagon open. Tonto, there's Dan. Ah, me see him. That wagon must be stopped. Come on, the Lone Ranger urged the mighty Silver to top speed, racing up the hill to meet the oncoming wagon with its helpless, white-faced occupant. The masked man knew his only hope lay in reaching the wagon before it gained too great a speed. When he was nearly abreast, he reined up sharply. Oh, Silver! Oh, boy, this way, over! Then he turned and guided Silver alongside the rolling wagon. The great horse seemed to know what was expected. He held his position, increasing his speed as the wagon gained momentum. The Lone Ranger leaned to the side and gripped the handle on the driver's seat. He kicked his stirrups free, then left the saddle. For a moment, he dangled just above the rumbling, grinding wheels. Then he pulled himself aboard the wagon seat and reached for the brake. As the heavy blocks of the brake clamped down on the wheels, Joshua shouted, The brakes won't hold at this speed. You can't stop us. We're slowing. Save yourself, mister, just before it's too late. I think, I think we'll make it. Soon, the brakes began to take effect. The wagon moved slower and slower, and when it came to a halt, Tonto was alongside holding silver. While the masked man cut the ropes that held his friends, Dan told about the men who had attempted murder. And then they were going to kill us so we couldn't tell about moving the boundary. Here, Dan, take the knife and cut the rest of the ropes. Right. Maybe you can overtake these crooks. They were at the top of the hill. We'll get after them. Come on, Tonto. Come with me. Easy, big fella. Easy, easy fella. Come on, Tonto. Come on. When Matt and Henry saw that their plan had failed, they took flight, but they hadn't reckoned on the mighty speed of Silver. Charging over the crest of the hill, the Lone Ranger was followed by Tonto. The outlaw brothers fired over their shoulders, but the shots went wild. The masked man came on relentlessly, cutting down the distance with each great stride of his white stallion. Silver closed the gap. The masked man came alongside, holding a gun in readiness. Rain up! Rain up or I'll fire! All right, get off those horses. Hit the ground and fast. Yes, right. These fellows will start wagon. Yes, Toto. Get them ropes, and Joshua can take them into town as his prisoners. Dan rode part of the way to town with Joshua and his daughter. The prisoners were well tied in the big wagon, and the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode alongside, leading Dan's horse. I see to it that the law deals with these crooks, Dan. You tell your friends that the polecats will get all that's coming to them. It's too bad they destroyed that picture showing how the boundary line had been moved. Oh, there'll be another picture, Dan. You just bet there'll be. You see, son, they destroyed a print of the picture. But I still have the original, and I can make more prints. Dan, here's where we leave the trail. Take Victor's reins. All right, sir. Adios. 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 We cut off to the right here, Mr. Biddle. I'll have to get on my horse. Oh, Dan, just one thing before you leave the wagon. That masked friend of yours, who is he, lad? Golly, Mr. Biddle, I thought you'd know when he called his horse Silver. He's the Lone Ranger.
this is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created and produced by George W. Trendle and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's story was written by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Yeah.